Hello, church family. It's JP. In this season, staying connected with each other has been complicated. To help in a small way, we're continuing a new feature on the Ackland podcast feed, checking in with the family. A few times a month, I'll interview an Ackland family member. We'll keep it light and relatively short. Our goal is to smile and maybe even laugh a bit. Today, I checked in with Bodie Dark. He shares how many cows he's milked on his family's dairy farm, what it was like to sing in an empty LAX airport, and his new enchilada recipe. He reveals the source of some recent inspiration, as well as the backstory of where he got his name. And he leaves us with some hope in the God who makes and keeps promises. Enjoy this conversation with Ackland's favorite New Zealander. Bodie, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a good day today, so. A good day today. I like hearing that. Yeah. It's good to hear your voice, man. You doing all right? Yeah, yeah. Doing pretty good. Uh, enjoying a quiet evening. I ate some leftovers from last night because I was feeling a little too lazy to cook, so. Living the life, man. Living the life. Living the life. <laughs> So let's go back. So when all this started five months ago, when the world as we know it began to end, <laughs> I, I know some of this story, but I want other folks to hear this. Where were you? What were you doing? Yeah. So gosh, it was probably, so I left the States, uh, March 6th. Um, and I, I was going to New Zealand, New Zealand to celebrate my cousin's wedding. Uh, Luke, who actually shares, we share a birthday. He's a year older. So we have the same birthday, but a year apart. And so we've always had, I, you know, I just remember very fondly going back and that being like, we just had a connection, like the cousins over there, like we were all really tight, even though we live so far away. And so it was a really big deal to be invited to their wedding. And so I was over there, at, you know, as I was leaving, it was kind of like, okay, we don't really, there's, this is getting kind of serious. And some people were like, are you sure you want to go? And I was like, I'm going to be, it's going to be fine. You know, like no way, like anything crazy happens in like the time I'm only going to be gone for you know two weeks. It was kind of like, it was like a 16 day trip. Okay. Um, and catch us up for those that don't know, what's your background with New Zealand? Like, how do you have family in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, my mom is, was born and raised there. Uh, so my whole, her whole side of the family lives there. Um, and, uh, she came over here for, to kind of escape the, the town farm, you know, the, the farm town life and experience the big city and stuff like that. So, but yeah, we've, uh, this was my, I think it was my eighth time in my life that I've been back. Wow. Um, and so uh, my mom was very like good and they always, they were very good about bringing us there and getting us there, uh, for different points in time. Usually every three to four years, we ended up there. Uh, it's like one of the most, like, that's the place I go back to. And I'm like, everything's still the same. You know, they live in the same house. It's like the same, you know, everything's the same way. Like my grandparents have the same cars, you know, it's just like kind of that feel. Um, but you yeah, have, so. You have grandparents there, cousins there. Yep. Aunts, and uncles. So you went back for a big old fashioned family wedding in New Zealand. Yes. Yes. It was, uh, so, and the, it was like, they did that wedding the weekend after I got there. 
Uh, and then the two days after that wedding, New Zealand started shutting down like <laughs> groups of people gathering and stuff like that. So it was, it was a big, it was kind of, it all worked out in a really nice way because we still, it was a beautiful day and uh, like, it was great. I hadn't been around that much family in a while either. Like we don't have a lot of family reunions over here. So I was around like, like 30 people that I was related to. And oh, there's like 120 people there. I gave a toast at the thing. My legs yeah, were shaking because awesome. I was like so nervous. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was, a, it worked out well, but then it was kind of like, once I was there for that, like once the wedding was over, it was kind of like, am I going to get to go back or am I going to be here for a while? If you're going to get stuck though, I would think New Zealand's a good place to get stuck. I, I agree. I think it was, I was kind of calm about it because really I had everything I needed. You know, I've got family and I got a room to stay in and shoot. I could have started working on the dairy farm probably because that wasn't shutting down. So, okay. So, so you were staying on the dairy farm. Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents live like at the, basically at the entrance. So they're really, their house is like uh, two acres away from the, like the cow shed. So you're, you're right there in the midst of it. Do you milk cows, Bodie? I I have I've milked two cows. Uh, it's not a lot of it's not a fun experience though. <laughs> it's not a fun experience. I've also sheared a sheep, which also wasn't a fun experience. Wow, these yeah. talents you have. Yeah, I don't know if that, I would would not consider either of those hidden talents. <laughs> More like forced labor. <laughs> okay, so when you finally you get to the airport. Did did they hassle you? Like, was it hard to leave there? Was it hard to get into the, the States when you finally got back? Like, what was that like? Yeah, it was actually, it was a lot smoother than I was anticipating. I'd heard that they were already doing like temperature checks in the airport and things like that. And uh, honestly, once we got off the plane, like our, one of, our flight was one of the only international flights arriving. And it was, it was crazy because you would see, you saw like where the flight where they list the flights and it was just red all the way across. It was just like canceled, 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 delayed. <laughs> and so it like it was kind of it was it had this like post-apocalyptic feel. Like I was like one of the few that made it through. <laughs> and, made it. And then you, <laughs> right. And then when we got stateside, I mean LAX was it was deserted. I mean it was like I was walking through hallways alone and singing like at the top of my lungs i was stuck here for 12 hours because my first flight to nashville got canceled of course, of course you were singing what what songs were you singing as you walked through the lax airport by yourself <laughs> a, a, a wide variety i would say i but something that um so at the church that i grew up at in uh, orange park florida uh where ken mickey screech mm-hmm. we did a taze we would practice like a Taze, which was like a night of just like quiet and like singing. It was like, all you did was like sing. Uh, and one of the song, like two of the songs is like creating me a clean heart. Oh God. And within our darkest night. Wow. And they're just like songs that are easy to remember and they're repetitive. Mm. Like you do them over and over again. And uh, I don't know, those songs were in my head a lot, you know, and they have like, you, they're all, they have all these different harmonies, and they're just, you sing them soft, you sing them loud. It's a fun time. So Bodie Dark walking through the LAX airport, singing hymns. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was quite the time. It was, if anything, if there had been, like, someone else 
I think it would have been more fun if I'd had a partner there. It was well, like well, was, someone to sing the harmony at least. Right. <laughs> right. You're kind of sitting there and you're like, man, this is crazy. I want someone to see this, you know? It's like this is so weird. So what was life like when you finally got back? So we're talking around the beginning of April. I mean, that's when everything was shut down. Like what was life like? Yeah, so I got back and it was kind of like, okay, here's what what's been going on. Basically, you know, the job Bison M was kind of shut down and uh and it was like everything was getting postponed, delayed canceled for summer that was kind of the anticipation but they were like isolate for two weeks come and see us and then pretty much for the whole month of april i just had nothing to do i mean i was kind of just it was in this weird place where everyone was there just wasn't like a standard yet it just mm -hmm. felt like it was like everyone was kind of you know it was like okay we're you know all the shutters were closed like i remember uh, there was a you know the there was a power outage you know like the tornado yeah. Oh, yeah. Through. Yeah. like that was like it was just like I, I was out without power for like 14 days and uh really just, i didn't know you were yeah. out that long 14 i was days. yeah it was like it was, it was maybe i'm exaggerating it might have been 10 to 14 days but the whole my whole like whole street was out it was like everything else was on and our street was just out of power you know, and, you should have stayed on the dairy farm in New Zealand. I'm much more <laughs> convinced of this. <laughs> I, I, that's kind of how I felt when I got back. I was like, man, I don't know if I made the right decision here. Um, I, part of me was like, oh, you know, this wouldn't be a bad place to be if everything's going to be shut down. Like I'd be with family and kind of mm -hmm. and have something to do. But, you know, got and I was like, oh, but it'd be good to get back and, you know, try to get some stuff done. And yeah, I had all this ambition. Get some stuff done, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just kind of hit a wall and then it, I don't know, you know, I was just kind of, Oh, I was just so, I was just bogged down for yeah. a lot of that time. And then, uh, it took me, took me a while to find something that kind of, I was really kind of inspired by my mom who really got me going back into like a regular, like, okay, this, I'm not going to give up. This is going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. You know? Well, tell, tell me more about your mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, she uh recently in Ju first week of july just uh finished her last round of um oral chemotherapy so she's been wow. uh doing the the cancer treatment for just i mean almost over a year now and uh i mean it was i mean it was incredibly tough but going to see her i, I kind of the next week i went to see her i had an opportunity i went with ken we took a road trip and i spent the weekend with her and it was just like, it was incredibly encouraging. She had just, I mean, it was, it was impressive how balanced and fun and energetic she was, how hopeful she seemed. Um, I'm more like more so than I've seen her in like recent years, even before her diagnosis. Uh, so it was just like, it was kind of a wake up call too. It was kind of like, Hey, if she's doing this well, you need to step it up a little bit, you know, like she's working through the same things you're working through. And, uh, and she gets it and, and she, and she's been sick, you know, she's been physically, you know, challenged and she's still like, she's the best she's ever, she's been, you know? So there's, there was a lot of room to grow. And it was, a, it was a, it was a culmination of that with some other reminders that kind of pushed me into just some healthy, some healthy lifestyle decisions and feeling mm. like myself again. So what's your mom's prognosis? Yeah, um, 
she got a, she did the mammogram and the MRI and it was clear. So she's completely cancer free right now. She beat Uh, it. Yeah. And so she's got, you know, the, the, the golden ticket is five years. So if she goes five years without any reoccurrence, um, she, her net, she was really excited about her next doctor's appointment, not being till December. So she doesn't have to go to the doctor until December and then they'll do a checkup and then it'll be probably yearly scans up until she hits the five year mark. And then, then they can sit like, it's like a really high percentage of it not recurring. So, um, that, but she's really optimistic. She's like calling me every other day talking about how she's like, just getting that energy back, getting some of that strength back. Mm. She's out in the garden pulling weeds, sweating her tail off and having the energy to do that. So it's really good. Well, I'm not surprised that the woman that gave birth to you is energetic and a hard worker, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but what are you doing yeah. in the midst of a global pandemic? She beat cancer. I know. It's so great. kind of wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's so, man, that gives you an adrenaline rush just thinking about it. It does. It really so, does. So what else have you done to kind of cope with this state we're in now? It's just kind of odd, right? We're kind of yeah. we're kind of doing life now. We've been doing it for a while, but we don't know when the end is. So how are you coping with it? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's it started with stuff like this. You know, um, I, at first I was kind of I was resistant to like the video the zoom like it just felt it was like that's not me you know that's not what I how I interact with people and um I I was I think I used that kind of as an excuse to kind of avoid it and now it's like now I'm just it's kind of been the motivating to just oh I lost you are you there okay oh, there you are you there? oh yeah, yeah. We got you. um and uh the energy's just been kind of like okay I just need to connect with people, you know, and, and check up on them and ask them to check up on me. Uh, so that's been a big part of it is just reconnecting, you know, and like really pushing to have that same connection I was getting when we were, you know, live and in person all the time. Um, but like just kind of forcing the issue a bit and uh, making it so that those are still there and that I'm investing in them. And likewise too, there's like a lot back and then, uh, and then just kind of the, some disciplines, you know, uh, really trying to focus in on the small things that happen in my life. Like every day I wake up and I I do, I do a little exercise routine and then I take a hot shower and I just, (laughs) every time I'm in that hot shower, I say, thank you God for a hot shower. Amen. I get to see the sun come up and that I'm like, thank you for the sun uh, because I love like the sunshine brings me, brings me joy too. Um, and that's kind of been the, that along with some just like really consistent, um, just like, I'm also like, we started working again. So I'm, I'm kind of active working again and I'm getting like re like getting to bring the people back that I really cherish and enjoy working with. And it's a little different, but it's still like, you're here, you know? And it's like, I haven't seen you in six months in some of these cases, you know? And it's like we're kind of reliving and mm-hmm. making up for some of that lost time, some of those things that we, we hadn't gotten to do. And so that's been good. I've been cooking. You know, I'm, I'm try, I've got my fitness app. Uh, they, do, they give you recipes on a weekly basis on a, a planner. It's great. It's Chris Hemsworth's center app. Uh, uh, shameless plug. But he's not paying me to say this. <laughs> but 
it's, he is not the sponsor of this podcast. Yes, he is not the sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> but uh, it's it's great because it's uh, like they just give you so much. There's so much content, and then the there's these great recipes that even a guy that fumbles around in the kitchen can make. So I did some. Uh, I've done some creations. I feel like I'm not too picky, but there are some that I probably wouldn't have shared with other people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Well, but give for me, me, it's been good. Give me a few meals that you're proud of that you've made. Okay, the best one I've made so far, beef enchiladas, 100%. I, I was super intimidating making them. I was, like, super intimidated by it. It came out so good. I was really, really impressed. I was like, like I want that's a recipe that I'm like, I want to do that every other week, and I want to cook it for somebody beef eventually. Beef enchiladas. What are some of the ingredients in there? Yeah, so it's actually beef and vegetables. So you do you do like pound of ground beef, and then you do um, zucchini, and then you take wow. you take the saw like you do a like um, like tomato puree, and then you do like a, a Mexican spice, which is like cumin and paprika and uh, and um, and chili powder, and you mix that all together, and you mix it in. Uh, you do some veg uh, some vegetable stock, and it just like the sauce comes out really nice. You sprinkle some cheddar cheese on top after you put the sauce on top of the tortillas. And it's just, it was, yeah, it was my best concoction so far. I'm, uh, I was you're really proud me of hungry. That. You're making me hungry. Just describing it. I'm ready for dinner. <laughs> and then I would say the easiest thing that I do that always turns out good is the chicken stir fry. It's like, you just, you throw everything in the, in the pan. Throw it in there. You, yeah. You just cook it up you pour some uh soy sauce on top and it's just like it's good to go so i love it i love it well we gotta um when this is all over we gotta start having dinner together some and trying out some of these recipes yeah oh man i love it i love it <laughs> you'll well, have to be you, patient uh, with me though <laughs> you, uh, you'd have to be patient with me trust me what do you uh <laughs> what do you miss most about Ackland? yeah i know we're doing uh, you've come to a few of the in-person masked outdoor distance gatherings and we've seen you a tad on zoom but like but like it's not the same what what do you miss the most about normal Ackland life man oh my gosh I feel like there's so many different things I, I feel like I realized when I saw Charlie Perkins this this weekend Charlie if you're listening to this I hope you're enjoying college so far you just got there but uh but like no recognizing that that was his that was his kind of farewell and mm -hmm. he's heading, he's heading off to college. Just realized like, there's just so many things that were supposed to happen in between when this started yeah. and now, you know, like, and that, and so I think it was just kind of the culmination of like that community, like connecting. I miss, I miss my Spencer hugs. I miss the, uh, like, the chats, the, the <laughs> connection. I know. And uh, <laughs> we've already talked that's a little bit about our yellow, kind of green at mindset but yeah. uh the it's just kind of like uh that that whole part and then the like just this willingness to just be there in person the singing you know like the worship the aspect is important i don't know it's it's a lot of things i, I feel like i've just missed being able to see all of those important people in one place yeah. and then also like hearing you like you know you get updates in a different way right now but like everyone would contribute and everyone had a, a 
like a contribution to something that was going on. And there was like an immediate call to prayer for a lot of things that felt really powerful every time I was a part of it. Um, and you know, the, just the simple things, the little pantry, the, uh, Penny and William jumping and hanging all over me. That I miss those things. Yeah, they treat you like a jungle gym. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the, it, it's kind of fun because if they do it long enough, then like Maisie and uh, and Caroline and and other people. Well, everybody like, gets the green light. Everybody's doing it. Exactly, exactly. So it makes it. It was always a fun time for me. So that was the role I always wanted to fill in church when I. I was like, when I was growing up, I used to see those people and I was like, those, that's what I want to, that's what I want to do, you know? I want to be the something guy that all the kids dangle off of, right? That's my story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was something about it. I was perfect. like, I want to be the cool guy, you know? Yeah, you are the cool guy. Do you still have the motorcycle? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I, um, haven't been, I haven't broke it out a lot. I took a couple of long motorcycle rides in the kind of in the may to june when i didn't have a lot going on uh but yeah it's been, it needs a good cleaning right now it's a little dirty but it, yeah i still still getting out there trying to break it out a little more of course yesterday i took it out and uh it rained on me on my way back home so <laughs> no. it was kind of, it's like the first time in like three or four weeks i had taken it out and of course the day i chose it was it started raining right when i was leaving so <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to let you wrap us up here with some encouragement. But before I do that, for people at home that want to know, where did the name Bodhi come from? Why, yes. Where did you get your name Bodhi? Yes. So, so where my mom got it and where it actually originates is different. So my mom got it from 1993, Point Break, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Great movie. Classic 90s movie. Um, it is rated R, so I wouldn't watch it with your children, but it, it, it'll bring some nostalgia to you if you were, you were there. I, I, I have it on VHS. It's the only VHS I own. Uh, just because for the, for the sense, it's like, if I have a, ever opportunity, I have to share it with people because it's kind of a... Remember that scene? Is it one of them jumps out of the airplane and the other one like jumps out to catch them? The, yes, that was, the physics of that never made sense to me. No, it doesn't. And uh, and also, <laughs> don't be hoodwinked. There was a remake that came out five or six years ago, and it was it was terrible. So don't, I did not don't get hoodwinked that. by the, yeah, the I was remake. too loyal to uh, the late great Patrick Swayze. Now, which Absolutely. which one was Bodie, Keanu Reeves or Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. He was the uh, my mom liked him and was of course connected with the character because uh, well he was like a surfer guy but he was and he was a bank robber but he was also like he had this spiritual sense like he was kind of wise like he had this wisdom or philosophy about life that really intrigued my mom and like it's it's kind of portrayed like that's how the the characters kind of spin out is like the the police officer that's chasing him ends up like oh spoiler but he ends up respecting him kind of in a weird way so so if we ever say Bodie you really remind me of Patrick Swayze is that a compliment I'd say that's a pretty good compliment he was a he was well sought after in the 90s particularly so yeah the the 80s the late 80s early 90s were good for him you know dirty dancing ghost Dirty, that that's, those are the, that's it. Dirty we're, dancing we're goes point break. with our Patrick Swayze knowledge. Okay, yeah. 
before we bore people with that, <laughs> wrap, <laughs> us up, wrap us up with some uh, encouragement here. What type of encouraging word do you have for us? Yeah, so I always like to, uh, it's actually a verse that came up today, and it was, it's in Genesis uh, 15, uh, when Abram, Abraham, but he's Abram at this point, um, he's kind of like talking to God and being like, this is kind of crazy. I, like, I don't have any children. What's going to happen? Yeah. And uh, God gives him the promise. He's like, you know, I'm going to make your numbers great. All you have to do is trust in me. And, and Genesis 15, 6 um, says, Abram believed the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And um, uh, in a way that's been translated to me that really stuck with me is basically God pointed out to, he pointed at Abram and he said, Hey, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I just, that, I feel like the faith and trust is such a, are such intense words and they're also they've been tempted i've been struggling with that you know i've been i feel like this in the time of uncertainty and all times of uncertainty those things are tested and uh i i i'm reminded of that faith that abraham shows and i i hear those whispers when i'm when i'm when i am faithful of hey Bodhi, you're doing the right thing here you know you you're trusting you're taking the time and and God sees that he hears that. And if you listen closely, you'll, you'll hear that recognition. Um, you'll see it in your life. And, uh, so that's my encouragement to people that, to everybody at Ackland. Um, I, I love you stay, stay faithful. Um, I know that there's lots to be, lots to be worried about and there always is. Um, but the, there's, there's faith and hope and trust. And if you have those things, you're doing the right thing. So. Bodhi, that's powerful. And uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Mm. Well, you. Uh, JP, thank you <laughs> for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> well, take care of yourself. And next time you take the motorcycle out, just check the weather report beforehand. Ah, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Wise words. All right. Hey, love you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you back. Take care. You've been listening to 900 Ackland Avenue, the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. If you'd like more information about our community, our church website is http colon slash slash org. Thanks again for joining us. God bless.